name is Angelo J, and I'm your host. This is another episode of Sports, Music, Life, Love. Email us at sports, music, life, love at AOL.com. Look at us on Facebook under Angelo J. We are also on YouTube on the ALJ Network. Take a look at us on Twitter and on Instagram. So on today's show, we're going to rank the NBA's all-time greatest point guards. So our standards for listing them is that they are great leaders, they are coaches on the floor, game changers, great assistmen, guys that can hit clutch shots and free throws. These guys also have the ability to help their team win and possibly win championships. The great point guards have an aura about them, an aura of greatness. So let's take a look at our list of the NBA's all-time greatest point guards on sports, music, life, love. Those were the hardest five minutes of my life. Every time I step on the court, I'm going to think about that day in June when I was selected. 18 and 17 guys went ahead of me. When I was a youngster, dreaming about becoming a New York Knick, dreaming about bringing the ball up court and running the show and hitting game-winning baskets, um, I believed it, no question. Number 13, but Mark Jackson. I didn't know if I could pull it off. Spinning and scooping on a hook and he hit it. I watched the great players who had the poise. So every time I watched the game, I imagined myself in their position. What would you do if it was 20 seconds left on the clock and your team down one or two points? Three, Jackson, full three, yes! Remains the only player in history to lead the league in both scoring and assists. In 1981, he was the floor general for the NBA champion Boston Celtics. He had one of the most dominant seasons that I've ever seen in the NBA. The year that he led the league in scoring, averaging about 34 points a game, led the league in assists the same year. And I think the first two or three years, Tiny was just finding himself because he was on the Cincinnati team. He wasn't the dominant player on that team. I would say when they uh, moved to Omaha, he became the man. And here is a guy that really hated to try to guard because he'd come at you a, a mile a minute. Uh, he was quick, he was fast, he was left-handed. He was the dominant scorer and a guy that brought fear. Uh, to a lot of us in the NBA because he was that good. 
Maurice Cheeks first came into the league. Matter of fact, I let him stay at my house a few times. Maurice Cheeks had an afro so big you couldn't get it all in the picture. And Henry Pippen used to tease him all the time because he didn't have a jump shot. I came to camp and I was actually waiting on someone to tell me I was cut because we just had a lot of big name guys at the time and I just never really thought I had a chance. Not only did Cheeks make the team, he was named the starting point guard. And his team-oriented style soon began to rub off on the Sixers, transforming them into a more unselfish unit. Great pass, Cheeks. Once we got Maurice Cheeks, that was uh, an absolute freedom, you know, for me because he looked to pass first rather than shoot first. Here's a two-on-two -two break. Cheeks, Julius. Cheeks created it all. He made his decisions before guys were open. The ball was already in the air before the guy came off the pick. So when he was open, the ball got into his hands before the defensive man had time to recover. And very few ball players have that knack. Here comes Tony Parker. You can tell Parker is an igniter. Parker's the youngest player to ever wear a spur uniform. Beautiful ball from Tony Parker. Tony Parker goes. Beautiful does it again. Timmy, 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 right side. I don't see nobody pushing the ball up the floor. Like Tony Parker. Parker off the run. To the basket. Banks it in. I mean, the kid could play, man. He was a little skinny kid. He was fast. He could score. I don't know if he could be a point guard. TD, you, I swear to God, you take one dribble, you had it off the glass. You were wide open. Man, if you're complaining when I still pass it to you, man, what you want me to do? Give your point guard a break. Here comes TP to TD. The man to whom Auerbach would entrust this new-look offense was Bob Cousy, the unorthodox playmaker who made purists print. Arnold's uh, position is always, hey, you know, you want to pass a little differently or whatever, that's fine as long as it works. Well, Cousy and I had an understanding. I didn't care how he threw the ball, as long as somebody caught it. Cousy, waiting for his man, bounce pass to Russell. Well, basketball's always been identified with the tall players, and I think speed and quickness really separates the men from the boys in, in every sport as far as success is. If you can appreciate, you can appreciate
This guy was a magician with the ball. Like you cannot predict on what he was going to do. And he was the ultimate point guard. They called him Mr. Triple Double for a reason. Like if you want him to rebound, pass, defend, lead an offense, he can do all of that. And once he developed a jump shot later in his career, it was pretty much over by then. This is the type of point guard you need on a team. And what really impressed me about Jason Kidd is that he made the all defensive first team four times. And in total, he made it nine times. That just goes to show you that he was one of the best defensive point guards in NBA history. And I forgot to mention that he's second on the all-time steals and assist list, only behind John Stockton. So if John Stockton never exists, he'll be number one in both categories. And I don't know if anybody can break those records from John Stockton. You can already tell he was a true point guard. And I'm not done. He's a two-time MVP, an eight-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, a five-time NBA assist leader, and he was in the 50-40-90 club four times. That's insane. Most NBA players can't even get into the 50-40-90 club, let alone four times. It's like, what more do you want from him? He's the perfect point guard for the offensive side of the ball. His court vision, his knowledge of the game, and the ability to see plays before it even happens is what made him so special. And his numbers might not shock you because he never averaged 20 points per game. But it wasn't about the numbers, it was how he got them. Steve Nash was just so efficient that the defense had to guard him. He was a threat as soon as he passed half court. And if he wasn't a pass first guard, he would have definitely averaged 25 points per game. But, but Gary Payton lets you know what he's going to do to you and then backs it up. Yeah. There we go. That's legit. Brimming with confidence, the All-American out of Oregon State would arrive in Seattle in 1990 to join forces with Sean Kemp, transforming the Sonics into one of the most exciting teams in the league. Lead pass to Kemp, he'll play it down! What a lob! Whoa! Gary Payton with a lob ahead to Kemp! We challenge each other, not just on the court, but in the locker room to get better each and every year. He made an impact on the game even as a rookie. So you kind of had to pestle that Seattle game on the calendar and say, okay, uh, I know I'm in for a war here. Sometimes the draft is not very kind to certain basketball players because they'll put you with a team and they want you to win. Oscar knew he had to work harder because Cincinnati was not a big team, as NBA teams go. When you go out and you average 31 points, 
12 rebounds, 11 assists, and whatnot. And you don't win. What else can you do? The man who has to be the best all-around player in the game, Oscar Robertson. A maestro of basketball, Oscar Robertson of the Cincinnati Royals. As good an all-around ball handler, passer, and shooter as anyone who ever stepped on a basketball floor, the Big O possesses unusual cleverness and deception as a player. And here comes Oscar Robertson again. In she goes. Siegfried, guarded by Oscar, and Oscar takes the ball away. Oscar moving down. He beats Hawkins, and Hawkins dunks it. Around the rim, rebound Robertson. Don's shot rims the basket, and Robertson rebounds for the East. Another super fast break. Sam Jones and the Big O. Robertson. Havlicek. Robertson controlling it. Look at that lead pass to Denry. Robertson, he must have four or five eyes. Here's a Curry. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! And he ties the NBA record with his 12th three-pointer of the game. The brilliant shooting of Stephen Curry continues. Curry splits the defense behind the back. Fires a three. Oh, he puts it in! What a spectacular move! That could be the greatest move I've ever seen live. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Stephen Curry, just a spectacular move here. Somehow holds on, fires up the three. Chance to tie it here for Golden State. Curry's got it. And Curry will let it go for three, comes up short. Offensive rebound, Curry again. And Curry hits a three! Tie game! It's amazing. It is amazing what Steph Curry can do with a basketball. Warriors trying to walk down the Clippers here in the first half. On a 12-4 run, Curry in on it, shakes ball out of his boots and hits a fallaway jump shot. Takes it out under the basket and suddenly goes two times behind his back. One, two, Paul goes down, Curry knocks down the jump shot. This guy is something special. He's got his own miss. Tried to spin, stripped to the ball oh, by no. Curry. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Look at this pass right here by Steph. Beautiful, I mean, huh? In traffic, not even really looking at KD. Understanding he's ahead. Look, he throws it and then turns the other way. This is game one, Western Conference semifinals. As Curry does his magic, gets by Bogdan and scores. With that Curry flare. We are down to the top two all-time greatest point guards in NBA history. I'll give you a hint. They played in the same conference while in college. They won NCAA championships while they were in college. They were born in the Midwest. Do you know who the top two all-time greatest point guards are? Okay, let's get back to our list.
Wade. One of the greatest players of all time. He had a passion, an incredible passion to play basketball. He loved the game. He loved to entertain the crowd. Maddie's just a great basketball player. He's the best I've ever seen. He was my driving force. I just don't think there'll ever be another 6'9 point guard that smiles while he uh, humiliates you. happen to be right next door to Hollywood. Well, it's a perfect name for him because when he gets on the court, he is magic. You know, he found uh, an incredible desire uh, to want to play basketball and play it at its fullest. And so Urban's personality made that team showtime. Irvin's the type of player that can hit you when you open, and oftentimes he knew you were open before you knew you were. He sees the open man, he knows when to get the ball to the right person, at the right time, at the right place. 
Okay, that's the end of our list. We had a great time making it. I hope you guys had a great time watching it. So please, send us an email at sportsmusiclifelove at AOL.com. Again, tell us what you think. So, with that being said, this is the end of another episode of Sports Music Life Love. I'm glad you could join us, and please join us again at Sports Music Life Love. I wish for peace, respect, love, and unity in all of our community.